Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. What's in your stuffing? Is it pesticides? This week on Parts Per Billion, we'll be talking about the sort of dangerous pesticide that people just can't seem to stop using. Hello, and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, Bloomberg Environment's weekly podcast. I'm your host, David Schultz. It's Thanksgiving week in the U.S. In Canada, of course, Thanksgiving was last month. And in Liberia, the only non-North American country that celebrates Turkey Day, Thanksgiving was November 1st. But for all of our non-Canadian and non-Liberian listeners, we thought we'd bring you an episode today that touches on food issues. So we'll be talking about pesticides a little bit later on in this episode. But first, the third iteration of our relatively new Parts Per Billion News Quiz As you may recall, we bring in a couple of Bloomberg Environment reporters each week and test them on their knowledge of what's been going on in the news. The winner gets an immense sense of pride and accomplishment. The loser basically just has a bad day and not a whole lot else. And today with us are Bloomberg Environment's uh, Sam Pearson and Tiffany Stecker. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, David. So let's get started. Uh, Oh, and by the way, you may recall uh, we've had some issues with the uh, responses from our contestants in the past few weeks. We started off with raising their hands. That didn't work too well. Then we had a bell that had all kinds of problems. This week, we've brought in uh, DIY shakers. Uh, and c- contestants, can you demonstrate them right now? Okay, so that's what you'll be hearing if someone actually knows the answers to these uh, very, very, I have to say, very difficult questions. Question number one. Congress is back in session after taking a break to go campaign for most of October. And one of the first bills that passed the House during this lame duck session has to do with gray wolves. What would this bill that passed the House this week do? Ooh, we have time. Okay, they both. I'm going to go with Sam. I saw Sam first. Sam, what would the bill do to gray wolves? Oh, it, it would delist them, right? And which is the more the simple way of saying it. You Sam, want to start over? <laughs> you are 100% correct. Uh, the House passed a bill that would force the Fish and Wildlife uh, Service to take gray wolves off of the endangered species list and would prevent it from putting them back on the list. There are a lot of um, ranchers and farmers out there who really want to be able to kill these wolves, basically, and they can't because they're on the endangered species list. Members of Congress say that the wolves have totally recovered and there's no reason for them to be listed um, we will see if the uh, the Senate goes along with that, but that bill, uh, perhaps not surprisingly, was a sh- almost a straight party line vote. 
the score is one to zero, Sam over Tiffany. Now we go on to the second question here, uh, and we've all heard about the wildfires out in California. Things are pretty bad out there, especially with a type of air pollution called particulate matter. And the World Health Organization says a safe level of this type of pollution is 25 parts per billion in the air. That's the name of the show, parts per billion. Uh, question number two, by how much did air pollution in California exceed this level last week? Uh, and I'm, I'm actually looking for a number here. Okay, I'm gonna say 10 times, but I know that may not be the answer to your specific question, but that is the number of times the California air quality was bad compared to Beijing. Oh, okay. So 10 times worse than Beijing. Mm -hmm. Tiffany going with the bold strategy of not answering the question <laughs> that I actually asked. Sam, Tiffany says 10. And remember, we're going by price by prices right rules. So uh, one parts per billion over disqualifies you, but you can go under if you want. Um, Tiffany says 10. I, I, well, that sounds about right. So do you want to say nine, 11? You know, um, how many times worse uh, is California's air pollution than? than what the World Health Organization says is safe. We need an answer. Maybe 12 times. 12 times. Sam is going for 12 times. Uh, in this case, Sam won again uh, because he is closer to the right answer. 12 is more than 10. The right answer is 60 times. The oh, air wow. pollution in California is 60 times higher <laughs> than the safe level uh, uh, designated by the World Health Organization. It has been coming down um, this week as the fires have kind of started to die out. But last week, uh, we had uh, 1,500 parts per billion of particulate matter in the air. So things are, are pretty bad out there. The score is now 2-0, to zero, uh, Sam over Tiffany. Will Tiffany be able to uh, you know, save some dignity here, or will she get swept? Question number three. Despite decades of efforts to phase out a particular type of pesticides called organophosphates, the latest data shows that their use is actually going up in certain places. Where is uh, this, uh, the use of this pesticide going up? Tiffany. Okay, thank you, uh, David. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually wrote this story. Oh. So I, it's going up in developing countries, specifically uh, Myanmar is seeing a, an increase. Um, uh, Madagascar, I saw. Uh, this is all according to the Food and Agriculture Organization. That, of course, is the right answer because, yes, you did write the story <laughs> about that. And we're going to talk about that uh, in a much greater detail in a moment. But now we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and uh, congratulations to Sam on winning this, uh, this week's quiz. But uh, we'll be right back. All right, so we're back and we're here with Bloomberg Environment's Tiffany Stecker talking about all the potentially fatal chemicals that get used on the food you'll be eating for Thanksgiving this week. Not really, but we're, uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of, uh, bit of a scare there. Uh, but Tiffany, let's talk about pesticides. Uh, it seems like most environmental officials think that organophosphates are really bad. Can you talk a little bit about what they are and what they're used for? So organophosphates are a type of pesticide, insecticide, that uh, ha has a similar chemistry to some of the nerve agent chemicals that were developed in the Second World War. It's not exactly the same thing, 
but they work by suppressing an enzyme in insects that basically messes up their ner nervous system and kills them. Uh, and when humans are exposed, it really depends on the level, but it can they can get headaches, they can get uh, convulsions or nausea. If they get a lot, they can they can die. And, and you know, I, I mentioned earlier that you know these these chemicals could be on the food that you're eating at Thanksgiving, but really, you know, one thing we should emphasize is that these are trace amounts, if at all, on on food. The real issue, it sounds like, are farm workers who are, you know, can potentially be exposed when these fields, uh, the fields they're working in get, get uh, sprayed. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So these sound pretty bad. Uh, you know, these are chemicals that were used as nerve agents in World War II and are now being used on food. So uh, why aren't they being phased out? Why, why are these chemicals still in use? And as we mentioned earlier, their use is actually going up in some countries. Well, for starters, they're very effective. Right. Um, there's not a lot of new uh, innovation in the pesticide and insecticide uh, world. We're seeing a lot of use generally in older chemistries because it's become so expensive to, uh, one, develop new, new products, and two, get them through the regulatory process. Two, a lot of these countries uh, that are trying to boost their agriculture are also affected by climate change, which in many cases mean more bugs. So they need to use more tools to produce the same amount of food or even more amount of food than they needed uh, previously. It's also companies who have these stocks often uh, redirect them to developing countries and that kind of, yeah, and that was what I found so fascinating about your story is that this is a, a great example of where, you know, tightening environmental regulations in one country can actually cause a worse environmental situation in an, another country, maybe even a neighboring country. Because, I mean, these companies that make these chemicals, they have them. You know, if they can't sell them in the U.S., they're going to sell them somewhere else. I mean, is is this an example of how you know, the environmental regulations can have unintended consequences when you look at it globally? I would say yes. Uh, if you look at some of the uh, studies from the FDA on what sort of pesticides are found in foods, you'll find examples of banned pesticides that are still in our food system and where those are coming from, usually from imported food, fruits and vegetables. Yeah. All right, that was Bloomberg Environment's Tiffany Stecker talking about pesticides. Thank you, Tiffany, and thank you uh, to champion Sam uh, Pearson here who won this week's quiz. If you're going to win the next uh, Parts Per Billion quiz, you're going to need to keep up with the news. And to do that, you know where to go, our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website is news.bloombergenvironment.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself and Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn, and our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. The music for Parts Per Billion this week is A Message by Jazar and Mini Skirt by Chichi Santucci and Enzo Scopa. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, 
we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.